Welcome to another episode of Marketing 101 for Chiropractors, where we keep you ahead of the curve, attracting more new patients and growing your business. Now, here's your host, Dr. D himself. Welcome to another episode of Marketing 101 for Chiropractors. Thanks for joining me. This week is a very important podcast, more about recalls. Probably the lifeline to every business is that phone and direct contact that we use to keep business flowing. Uh, One thing to acquire a new client, one thing to market, another thing to reach out to them, another thing to cold call, and another thing to facilitate leads and nurture your list. Recalls are called that for a reason. You're recalling customers and patients that have already been to your business. And the biggest thing I see here is there's no software that's perfect uh, to help us with recalls unless we stay on top of it. All the EHR systems out there and all the apps that are out there don't work unless you have somebody behind there doing the work for you. It can remind you. There's great EHRs that remind when no future appointment's been booked. There's great apps out there that retext that after a certain amount of time. If there's no future appointment, they automatically get a text 30 days later. These are all nice things to help facilitate a future appointment or a future contact or, or a future service. But recalls are the lifeline and we're so bad at it. Because we don't have anyone dedicated to just doing that. They can do other things too, but like making somebody responsible for this in your office. Doctors could do this, but I find that either they don't want to do it or they feel like they shouldn't do it. And I think both are are right. You could be using your time uh, to do other more productive things in your business as far as patient care and running your business and then not wanting to do it. That's fine too. I mean, there's there's a something to having a front desk or administration or receptionist or uh, office manager or somebody doing that for you. So it all comes down to systems and procedures, but recalls are so important. We default to thinking, okay, they just don't want any more care. If they did want care, they would call us back and book an appointment. But really, time travels fast and people lose track of maintenance. They lose track of when they should come back. They lose... Um, they lose track of just time. And these are all apps and everything that we use to do it. But how many of you use apps, use a good EHR system and still have difficulty with the recalls? I have, I do. We continue to improve those systems and procedures all the time, but recalls are so important to the lifeline of your business and keeping people on track. So let's go through operations procedures and systems when it comes to recalls. Recalls, obviously you have the contact information. They have started care at your office, started a program, done something, come in for an exam. They've done something. And then they have to fall through that bucket, right? The funnel. So we have their information and then it's a yes, no kind of journey. Do they have a future appointment? Yes. Great. Done. And we have safety nets for if they miss the appointment, we get alerted at the time, we call them at the time. So let's go down the yes column on this. Do they have a future appointment? Yes. Perfect. It's booked for next Wednesday. Great. Next Wednesday comes, they miss this appointment. Whether they get text reminders or calls or whatever, doesn't matter. I'm sure those systems are good. Those are different systems. We're talking about recalls. They miss it. What is your procedure? By the way, should have told you, this is one of those podcasts you should probably have a pen and paper ready, but you also have this video. Stop, go back, save, watch it again. 
but keep notes on this because what is your procedure? So you should draw, you know, recalls at the top, uh, arrow down, and then to the left and to the right. Yes, no. So do they have a future appointment in the middle? Then to the left, yes. To the right, no. So that's the top of your page. On the yes side, we're going down. Yes, they do. Great. They missed the appointment. What is our system and procedure to contact them? So most EHR systems or your system should have a prompt saying they missed it, right? If you have some apps that are connected to your system or some, t- some EHRs, give them a text reminder. We do. We use SCED and SCED within five minutes or I think it's 10 minutes after not checking in for their appointment. They get a text saying you've missed your appointment. We're sorry. Can we help you rebook that? And uh, we have a system as well where we call them. We call them to check in on them. So you have to have an internal and tech system as well. I don't like technology fundamentally. I love it. I use it for everything. But fundamentally, I don't trust relying on it, right? Technology can do so much more than we can do in every moment because there's only so many things we can do with our with our minds and our hands and physically. Technology can do multiple things per second, but fundamentally, I don't trust it. And I think that's a safe way to run your business so that you always have a pulse on everything and not just trusting systems. Because what happens if the server goes down or something goes down, they start missing their points or missing their text reminders. So in, in there are procedures as quickly as possible. As we see, we also call them. They get a text, but yeah, we're not going to rely on that. We call them and we say, you know, hey, Kathy, sorry, uh, is everything okay? You had an appointment at, uh, at three o'clock. It's quarter after. Just wanted to make sure you, everything's okay. Uh, usually call if something's like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot, whatever it may be. Uh, thanks for calling. It always comes from a place of concern. Like, hey, are you okay? Are you late? Are you stuck in traffic? Is everything okay? Everything's okay. Good. That's all I wanted to know. We can help you rebook that. You still want to come? There's uh, there's some openings You know, at 4.30. Uh, you might have to wait a few minutes, but we can still get you in. Is that okay? Uh, no, you know what? I'm tied up for the rest of the day. Can we reschedule? Yes, absolutely. We can do tomorrow, same time, 3.30. How's that? Uh, I'll do the morning. I have the morning off. Great. And then whatever you find it, you rebook them. That's the system. Now what happens? See, that's, that's where we stop with the system, right? We're like, that's the system. I'm like, great. Well, what happens if they don't rebook? Where does that now go into the journey? They have to be put on some type of call list, uh, an Excel sheet, a pen and paper notepad for the person that is in charge of doing the recalls. This name goes down and it has to say website, a dash call tomorrow. Thursday, January 15th, uh, to rebook their appointment. Then what's the system after that? What happens if you get a voicemail? What is said on Thursday, January 15th on the voicemail to get them back in? These are all systems that have to be in place in order to make a recall procedure work. Right? Sorry, these are all procedures that have to be in place to make the recall system work. Does that make sense? These systems and procedures are in place. You have to have them written out and laid out to show everyone in your business, how this stuff works. And somebody has to be responsible for this, whether it's the head CA, the office manager, whoever makes the calls has to take responsibility of this. It can be delegated within team members, uh, but we have systems for that. So they get a phone call, they leave a voicemail. The next day, what's happening? Your care is either serious or it's not in your office. There's no in-between. There's no mediocre like, hey, chiropractic is really important for your health or chiropractic is meh. Come in whenever you please. And whether whichever way you run your business, that's fine. But I find most of all the clients that I coach uh, all think chiropractic is vital for health and wellness. Um, so they, I, when I bring this up, they're like, yeah, I got I to gotta be more serious about this. I think when, when the phone's ringing and the appointments are coming and the numbers are there per week of adjustments, we let all this fall down. And we wonder why we can't grow. 
Uh, this is where we, we have this necessity for new patients. We need new patients. We need to market. New patients are down. Well, if you had a real good system here with, with adjustments, you wouldn't need to default to all that all the time. So recalls are really important. So have a flow of that on the journey on the yes side. So they uh, do they have a future appointment? Yes, that's the protocol to make sure that they continue. And that's always a repeat protocol. Yes, it takes work. Yes, it takes time. Is there technology that makes this better? No. There really isn't. You can buy all the apps you want. It doesn't. Because if they get texts and they ignore it, if they get voicemails and they ignore it, they're never going to come in. You have to make contact with them. So what, now let's go down that journey. Misses the voicemail, no response. Call them Friday, no response. Left another, Do you leave another voicemail? Is there voicemail number two? Yes, there is voicemail number two. Then they have to be on the call list for what? Next week, right? If they're on care for once a week, twice a week, three times a week, whatever it is as a newer patient, I mean, we have to show the seriousness. So in our office, we default to a doctor call. The doctor now leaves a voicemail. Hey, Kathy, I saw you missed last week. My staff's been trying to get you in. They said you're not returning calls. I just want to know, uh, is there anything I can do to get you in and modify my, your schedule and the times that you come in to make sure that this is doable for you? I thought we committed to this two weeks ago and that you you would be doing it. Those types of voicemails do get a response and the, the procedure for that is that once that patient calls, it's automatically directed back to the doctor. They have to follow up, not the CA. Always, 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 always. Like in our office for that kind of stuff, I'm stopped from an adjustment. Or I finish the adjustment with the patient and they're like, hey, when you're done here, come to the front. I'm going to leave Kathy on hold. And she's on hold for five more minutes until I'm done. Um, so we get to the front. Hey, Kathy, Dr. D is actually going to be right with you in a couple of minutes. He's just finishing up in, in room four. He's going to be right out and he wants to talk to you and just... Make sure everything's okay. And they'll, they'll be like, oh, no, no, it's okay. I just need to book my appointment. Uh, the doctor doesn't need to talk to me. They're like, no, he really wants He really wants to talk to you. Oh, uh, no, I okay. And they're, and they're confused. And I get up there, hey, Kathy, it's Dr. D. Just uh, wanted to make sure, is, is everything okay? Is, is there anything I can do for you? The seriousness has to be there for their care. Okay, good. Because I know I told you three times a week. I only saw you once last week. I just want to make, if there's anything we can do to make it make this better, um, let me know if the times are not working for you. You know, we're, I don't know what else we can do. We're open eight to six, five days a week and Saturdays. I'm, we're here for you. Can see other doctors. You don't have to stick with me if my schedules become difficult. And then you create that culture. I created this whole plan for you. I have the the office for you. I have all my rehab equipment for you. I have everything planned out for you. So when you're in the when you're not in the schedule, I can't help you. If you're not here, I cannot help you. Uh, these things don't happen very often. So you think you're like, oh man, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, there's no time for that. No, there really isn't no time to do that 20 times a day. But to be honest with you, those, those journeys are not, are few and far between because they default on that first voicemail, they do book in. And then the CAs are taking care of 90% of it. But, but you want to catch these and you want to catch these early. I have terminated care plans one week into the care plan. They've made their first payment, you know, divided into three months, whatever it is. Then they made their first payment. I'm like, hey, you know what, Kathy? I'm just going to refund you. Once you're ready to make health your number one priority, give us a call back. You know we're here for you. We know we're here for you, but we're busy. I got lots of patients that are committed. Just let me know when you're ready. I'm just going to refund it. That way we're all good. Care plan's done. Once you're ready, let's rescan you and see where you're at at that point. Whoa. And usually it ends. It's like, whoa, doc. Like, <laughs> like we're getting divorced, right? Like, no, I'm filing the divorce papers. It's over. And uh, the seriousness is there. It's just, I, I put it, I use the divorce analogy because that's exactly how I want it to feel. Like, no, it's over. Like I don't want you as a patient in a nice and loving way. It's because I've laid out, you know, 12 weeks of care for you three times a week at 4:45 on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Like 
I'm doing everything I can for you. If you think this is a joke, get the out of here. All right. Like I do not treat my office as a joke. And there has to be that, that, that there, because when the patients come in, they never expect me to get on a phone and do that with them. My personality is super, uh, calm, collective, lovable, friendly, like uh, that's probably a disservice, but that's how it goes there. So having that procedure where you get on the calls, I'm, I'm emphasizing the doctor on the call because we don't like getting on the phone. We don't do it. We expect our CAs to do it. And I've learned by having associates, they're always like, well, the CAs are there to help us. CA one said the CAs are, they work for me. I was like, they work for who? And the answer wasn't me. They don't work for me either. They work for FLC. They are running the machine. They're the operators of FLC. If you think for one second as an associate they're working for you, you're 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 wrong, 100% wrong. They are not working for you. They're working for us. They're helping us. Chiropractic assistance. They're helping the chiropractors go through. They're making the calls. They're just telling you, "Hey, I've called three times. I think if the doctor calls, it's going to be a lot more a lot more of a punch behind it. And they're absolutely right. It's absolutely true. And that's because we created it as a procedure. It's the way it goes. What happens if there is no future appointment? They walk out the front door. Don't worry, I'll use that stupid SCED app and uh, book it. SCED's been cool in our office. I still, like I told you, I hate technology. Because of that, I'll use the, I'll I'll default, I'll use the SCED app. No, you won't. You will. The ones who do, do. And the ones who say they won't, they won't. Then guess what? They missed their appointment. They don't have the future appointment. And they signed up for this, you know, eight, eight week care plan, 16 visits, whatever it may be, 24 visits. And now we're on visit four and already not being able to get the fifth visit. And then you get behind on the care plan payments. Then the next payment comes out. And by the time you're on that second payment, they should have had 12 visits done by this point. They've only at number seven. And now they're like, Hey, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to really finish this plan. Can I get, you know, can we adjust it? Can we get a refund? Why, why, Larry, why do you want to do that? Well, you know, the results are not there. Well, of course the results are not there. I told you to come in three times a week. You're averaging 1.5 times per week. So it's going to take twice as long. So what do you want to do? You want to do one or two times a week and do this twice as long? or you, And you can have these serious conversations. You've got to make your care serious. Whatever it is, whatever whatever technique you do, even if it is, come as needed. You upper cervical guys, you know, and gals, when you're doing upper cervical, you get them, you get them holding then what is the protocol for that? I find that half of the upper cervical people are like, when you feel like you're out, come back. And the other ones are like, no, I'm going to check you every month or every two weeks for the rest of your life. They're like, that's it. You're, we got to make sure if you're out, we catch it. And that's it. And you can play with that based on how people hold. So in Blair, you know, when people hold one month, two months, three months, and I, and I see that, it's like adjust, hold, hold, adjust every month. I'm like, after about a year, I'm like, guys, we did 12, 12 checks every month. You got adjusted four times. You're holding for about three months. Let's go down to every eight weeks for a check. And they're like, wow, are you sure, doc? It's been so good. I'm like, I think so. You're holding and it's been so good. What do you think? I'm, I'm here to give you exactly what you need, uh, not what, what I think you want, like not what I want and not what I think you want. It's what you need. So that happens rarely. We, I mean, if you're down at once a once a month, that's a great. I think that's good for. I'm just giving you an example of my upper cervical practice, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how we do it. We that's so that at least there's a plan. We're using objective data and Titron and scans to to show you know you're holding for about eight eight weeks. It's great. This you're doing fantastic. See you in eight weeks. 
they appreciate that. So that's the plans there. So recalls are so important. And then, and then to punch out this whole podcast is that do your recalls. We're not even doing recalls. You have an entire list of people that you think don't want to hear you. You go through the list and you have an excuse for every single name on that page. We print them. We printed 440 pages about a couple of weeks ago of the list, the active list, not the inactive list, the active list of people that haven't been in for a couple of months. I'm like, we need to call. And my associates are just like, oh, yeah, they moved. They And if they move, they move. They move to a different state. Fine. Do you go through? Oh, yeah, they didn't want to come back in anymore. They were coming in, but now they're down to just as needed. And I'm like, and you just hear the excuse. I'm like, but have you called them? Have you called them to to actually? They're like, well, don't we call? No, you you call. The chiropractic assistants are calling the active patients. You're the ones that are supposed to be responsible for the inactive. And if you're a solo provider, I'm talking to you. You are responsible to make those recalls to your inactive provider list. How often should you, should you be doing this? Quarterly. Quarterly. Because all those voicemails that you get when you did it in quarter one, who followed up with all those recalls? Right. So then in quarter two, you go right back to the list and you make those calls again. I, I like paper and pen because I leave it there. VM voicemail. And then in quarter one, I've got all my red ink. You know, it's all VMs, left voicemail, 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 voicemail. And then when quarter two comes, I grab a blue pen and I'm just like, I called and I left another voicemail. So then as the year goes by, I was like, I left four voicemails. Then you create a list of people that you were never able to contact. And then once or twice a year, you send them something in the mail. It shortens your mailing list to people who are more responsive. Then you send them something in the mail. That's it. If you're really good at this, then you got a level of like, now you're like looking when their birthday is. Now you're sending them something, a gift in the mail. Like, hey, it's been a long time. Thought of you. Hope everything's okay. Tried calling you. Fill out this postcard. Send it back. It's prepaid. Uh, Just send it back in the mail with any updated information. Phone, number, email, address. If you've moved, let us know. It's good follow-up. And it shortens your list to very short. You're not going to have hundreds of these. You're going to have dozens of these. And it's totally affordable and worth doing. But your recall system has to be a system. And if you have a system, you got to follow the procedures to make it work. Such a d- complicated, time-consuming, uh, a little bit painful too. I feel you. But that's what I'm here for. Just tell you the, the nitty-gritty of business, the things that we just don't want to do out of our comfort zone are the things that when they're done, drive businesses forward. We're trying to turn your clinics and your you know, solopreneur endeavors into a true business. And if you if you dissect your business, you're going to see all the holes in the bucket. You're like, man, this isn't a very good small business. And that's okay. I'm not knocking you. I'm always trying to fix the holes in my business. But solid businesses and corporations have systems for everything. Now, what do they have? Bigger budget and a bigger staff. So they have like HR, PR, uh, the head of that, then maybe that may, that person may even have an assistant to help them in HR. You don't have it. You are you are everything. You are HR, PR, CEO, COO. You're you're doing it all. And uh, once you get to the point, having some extra help is is where you get to. Sometimes what we do with help is we wait until we get busy, and we're bursting at the seams to hire help. And guess what? It's tough to find help when you need it. So when you're in growth mode and you're focused and you're and you've got that passion and you're investing into growing your business that's the time to invest into people to bring in there too so anyways i'm getting this was a recall podcast i'm sorry focus on recalls you're sitting on a gold mine that you worked on all these people are leads that have seen you before they like you and once in a while a recall turns into some really good feedback you know, i get something like you know what i stopped coming here because that uh, melanie 
uh, front desk person was just rude to me that one day I walked out, I was having a bad day and uh, she said that or just wouldn't look at me. And I just said, you know what? I don't have time for this. I'm never coming back. And I never picked up the phone and called you. But uh, thanks for the call, Doc. And I'll stop and make Jerry, thank you so much for that feedback. But unfortunately, well, fortunately, Melanie's no longer with us for other, for other reasons. She left. Uh, I'd love to make it up to you. Come on back. I mean, I'm one of the best chiropractors in town. And he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you know what? I will come back. It's funny how that can just turn around. And like, thank you so much for the feedback. And if they don't want to come back, it's fine. I end the conversation. And I still send them a card. It says, thank you for giving me feedback on my business. I can't make my business better if I don't know what's going wrong. And you helped me a ton. Have a great week. And it's just a card. Nothing in there. Straight to their house. Just to facilitate that, to nurture the listing, we do value you. Whether you liked us, didn't like us, there's these little things you can do. And you think that it's going to cost tons in postage and you're going to do all these cards. Every time we dissect these 400-person uh, lists, it ends up being like 10 cards or the AR. I love accounts receivable. It's like, oh, my God, we owe so much money. And we're going to send out all these things and we decipher all of the stuff that's being owed. And most of it is like Medicare. And then and then you send it to th- you send three to collections. You send three accounts to collect. You're like, man, this has been a year. I'm going to and it's only three. It doesn't end up being this huge thing, but it's three people that owe you, you know, a thousand dollars each. So it's worth the, the two grand that you're going to get back from collection. So these things are, are really important. Don't avoid them. Don't do them once every two years. Stay on top of them. Quarterly is my advice prosper, do well, take care. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave a rating. It helps get our podcast out to more listeners. Also join Marketing 101 for Chiropractors on Facebook or visit us at EnricoD.com for more information on growing and scaling your business.